you wanted the best, you've got the best podcast. The hottest, hottest. podcast in the world. In the world. The Chris Voss Show, the preeminent podcast with guests so smart you may experience serious brain bleed. Get ready, get ready. Strap yourself in. Keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the vehicle at all times because you're about to go on a monster education roller coaster with your brain. Now, here's your host, Chris Voss. Hi, folks. This is Voss here from thechrisvossshow.com. Thechrisvossshow.com. Hey, thanks for tuning in, guys. Hey, we're covering Collision Conference. We're going to be interviewing about, uh, oh, I think, about five or six different companies from the Collision Conference in Toronto, Canada, 2022, if you're watching this later. And uh, we've got a, an amazing uh, lady. She's on the show with us today. She is Nicole Agloza. She is the founder and CEO of Etha, or Etha, however you want to take and pronounce it. Welcome to the show, Nicole. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me. Good, good, good. Thanks for coming. We certainly appreciate it. Now, you guys have a booth there at the Collision Conference. Uh, give us your .coms or your .one, I should say, so that people can find you guys on the interweb. Sure, yeah. You can find us at etha.one. It's actually not .com. So we wanted yeah. to use the .one because we want, you know, obviously the whole world together one day. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. one. And uh, so give us an overview of what your company does and how they do it. Sure thing. Uh, so basically what we're working on, it's a social and a news media app that is using AI to prevent political polarization primarily. As you know, in the U.S., it's pretty bad. Is there polarization um, in the U.S.? Really? I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, primarily we're trying to fix you know the polarized climate. And then uh, after that, we're also trying to help with misinformation a little bit further through that and provide extreme exposure to and transparency to the news media and politics. I think now it's super, um, super important to hold our politicians accountable for what they say or do. And this is the first app of its kind that allows you to do that. And then eventually we'll be able to have an area in the media where our AI was able to cut through the noise and really find things that um, have been mentioned before straight from the source and track it over time to show how narratives and misinformation as well as fake stories arise in the news media. Now, this is pretty cool. This is an app you can get on your mobile phone. So it's available on Google Play. It's in the iTunes. I'm actually downloading it right now and signing up. And uh, it mentions here on the app that it helps hold politicians accountable. How does that work? Yeah, so there's two parts to this. There's a leader Q score and then a user Q score. I, I guess you could kind of think of this if anyone in the crowd has watched Black Mirror before. Mm -hmm. um, kind of a similar application. But what a leader Q score does is that, let's say you're voting and commenting and sharing about that politician on a platform. Over mm -hmm. time, these scores are amassed almost like a report card. And over time, you could actually see in real time that these politicians, how they fare in the news media from basically what they say or what they do. And then this also is directly reflecting on the person as well that's also commenting about them. So if you're a constructive user, also trying to get to the bottom of a situation or law or policy or something like that, um, you know, constructive users will be better on this platform. But, you know, if you're deconstructive and sending spam links, viruses, or just not being helpful at all, this also affects your score. Kind of like Reddit, but not as severe. And the other thing is we don't ban people off of our platform. So. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. 
And so you download it on your phone. I'm taking a look at it now. I got my bio set, or I got my uh, name set up and stuff. And uh, so uh, I can take a look at different leaderboards and what's trending. Tell me a little bit about how that works. Yeah, so the leaderboards, those actually show all of the politicians on the platform. It's still in the pretty early stages, but a long story short, this shows like who and what politician is trending the best based on okay. you know, what they're saying in the media. So mm-hmm. I guess the first person that's up there has 888 points. Um, you know, this person has been probably, I guess, doing well in the media and promising whatever they're promising through their campaigns. Similarly, the politicians that don't promise very well in the media will obviously fall to the bottom of the score. Um, you know, this is also updated in real time as things go along. And these scores are actually calculated in the long run, right? So, like, let's say there's 500 statements about Trump or Biden, right? Those are calculated over time to an overall score with overall mm-hmm. population, like, almost judging them kind of thing. Wow. So, yeah. now, uh, the app, so basically... Is the hope that maybe some of these politicians will start worrying about their score to make sure they have a good score, maybe? That's kind of the whole point. Um, you know, <laughs> I, I think that, you know, they've always been able to take, like, you know, opinions on us as the general public, and I think now yeah. it's time to flip the script a little bit. Um, but, you know, like, this also isn't a bad thing. You know, this this could actually help the way that politicians communicate to the news media and vice versa. And same thing with holding journalists accountable and pranksters, you know, exposing mm-hmm. all of that kind of stuff to help fund the ecosystem in the media. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, it'll uh, help uh, news stories in real time through crowdsource uh, things get rated as well. Is that is that just attached, news stories that are attached to the politician then? Yeah, so right now they're, they're the ones that are kind of attached to it. Um, mm-hmm. So eventually it'll be like, and you could see that first statement that's ever been mentioned anywhere on social, video, audio, any of that. And you could actually see, like, the source of it and confirm source, right? So, like, mm-hmm. let's say a politician is at an event. There's 70 people using the ETHA app. They could actually say and verify that this actually happened as opposed to one video kind of being moderated on media. Um, but another element is that crowdsourcing can also help with um, pseudo events in the media and, and preventing those kind of fake events that do occur in the media. And mm-hmm. it's like almost like a wisdom of the crowds, you could kind of say. And so it looks like you've got uh, the, uh, uh, let's see if I can put somebody up. Here's the, here's the uh, let me see if I can hold this up so people can see it on the screen. I'm not sure if it's going to come out too well. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so you've got an upvote, you've got a downvote, basically, with the agree and disagree. And then you can leave a comment, and then you can share individual stuff on social media or wherever you want. Uh, this is kind of interesting. You guys have the sourcing for it, too. So I can go to yeah, where the so. source is and actually see the information. So right now, that's like kind of how generally all news media work, but eventually mm-hmm. we'll have a whole web. Where you can see, wow. like, and play around with the whole web and see just what you're reading that's fake and what's not. It's actually really cool on interactive graphs. So media companies actually do have them internal to their companies. But what we're trying to do is actually expose what's inside of our company and make it open source so people can actually see and play around, you know, with very difficult topics. Let's say mm-hmm. if it's an infrastructure bill, what we'll do in this little net is actually showcase and boil it down point by point. So that way people can be educated about the article before they actually start commenting and sharing on our app. Um, and that's really important because, you know, media literacy, depending on, you know, what age bracket you fall in, 
some people aren't used to technology, right? And that's what we're trying to also aid with is help with education in the news media. Yeah. But through comedy, that's kind of what I wanted to do. Um, you know, have a more comedic spin rather than focusing on the kind of fear mongering that is in the like the media right now. Yeah, I like this because it kind of gets kind of cuts right to the point. People can look at the topics, and it educates them. Now, according to this, uh, my news here, your AI can invalidate over sixty percent of current news stories. Is is those uh, like opinion based news stories or? places that come from you know that snopes doesn't uh, needs to check or something yeah so like let's take fox news as an example um this would be a pretty big deal for them you know if, if you know like you know honestly if they don't work with us then yes it, it is actually possible to you know discredit about 60 percent of their business because of the wow. way that they use media tactics right um, so, you know, a lot of, there's a lot of fake news out there, but the way that the media works is that large media houses like Fox, CNN, um, they have reporters or they actually go on smaller blogs to find those juicy headlines. They don't necessarily have time to check, um, for news or, or fact check things and things like that. So it kind of gets really lost in the sauce. And then over time, that's how they blow up to these ridiculous narratives and, you know, absolute chaos that you see in the media. I've actually been told that media, the world is a boring place, but media makes it exciting. So, you know, that's kind of what we're trying to do is boil it down. Definitely, yeah. definitely. And and hopefully this can pe- make people understand topics more. Um, you know, when I talk to people, we, I mean, we have a lot of political books and authors that come on the show, people from the news media. And, uh, you know, when I go talk to my friends, I'm, I'm amazed at how out of touch they are. And uh, this does seem a lot more easier to, to go through and look at what people are saying. And then, of course, you know, one of the other problems is now no one knows who the representatives are unless they're really into politics like I am. Like, they don't know who their senator is. They don't know who their House of Representatives, whether it's a state or or a national. Yeah, that's, that's a pretty big problem. And what we're trying to eventually do is use this system. Um, I guess you could kind of say, oh, can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. So what we're kind of trying to do is, you know, over time, um, people will actually be able to be in their community and, like, let's say there's a pothole, right, um, and people start getting hurt over it, right, and it's not being escalated to the right person. This platform will actually be used to help escalate certain processes and help, like, with law and policy making, saying, like, hey, people are dying over here. Let's fix this thing first before anything else all the way down from a granular community level to the rest of the world eventually. Wow. That's crazy. That's crazy. I, I think it's good for educating people because they can kind of know who their representatives are and what representatives out there are talking about and, and kind of see their own spin. Uh, anything more we need to know about uh, the product and what you guys are doing there at uh, Collision? Yeah. I mean, you know, now we're just like trying to get the word out there as much as possible. But another thing that we're doing is also fundraising for community rounds. So anyone is actually available, like anyone that would like to take part either in helping us build our product. Again, it's for people. We're not actually directly connected to any politicians or big techies or anything like that. Um, We're actually trying to get communities to help chip in and see our product and also build it with us because, you know, it's the future. Um, Definitely. so yeah, that's that's some way you know people can get involved with. We have Stacy Abrams actually on a call in about oh, wow. five or six weeks. Um, and what we're doing with her is that she's actually going to be sitting with her community and saying like, "Hey, this is what our problems are. How do we solve it?" 
And then what me and uh, my co-founder are going to do is actually map it out, map out the whole system of how people would like to actually bridge that gap between a politician and their communities. Um, and, you know, really start getting people to start talking again. That's definitely important. People need to talk more and communicate more and uh, talk about different things. I'm sending up my little profile here, but I noticed it's got an invest now button in the app. So if you're in the app, that's where they can go invest with you guys and, and become part of the uh, program. Yeah. Yeah. There so through WeFunder and, you know, things like that. Um, we've, we've done a little bit like uh, through WeFunder, about 20,000, but, you know, that's what we're trying to do and spread the word out. Anyone that's listening, uh, they have a connection either in political, technology, or you know other space or media. Like this is kind of what we should really get out there because it's going to really help all of us. Um, anyone that's involved with media, down to the general public and even politicians. This isn't one of those scary things that's gonna you know kind of ruin the very fabric of like you know disruption of startups, but it's definitely going to be able to help media sort through some things. Um, and really to actually see what politicians are saying because we're so far away from them that this has never been possible before except with technology. Definitely, definitely. Well, thank you very much for coming on. We really appreciate it, Nicole. Likewise. Thank you so much, Chris. There you go. And give us your dot one again so that people can find it on the interweb. Sure thing. So you can go to Google and search or the Apple or Google store, um, E-T-H-A dot O-N-E. There you go. And anything that can make politics better, uh, people understand the better, people being involved and voting and stuff, that's really important. I mean, it's, uh, that the, I think like half this country doesn't vote at all. And that's kind of the problem. <laughs> I know. So. Like, it's, it's actually surprising. Like, 159 million people voted last year, like in the 2020 elections. Yeah. This was like a record breaking one. But if you actually look back in history, it's been declining. Yeah. Um, significantly. And I, I think it's because of the loss of the trust in the media and obviously our politicians, but you can't blame them because we didn't have these problems back then when we when we didn't have these technologies. So this is just, just sifting the information back and forth right now. That's true. Well, thank you very much, Nicole, for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. Yeah, sure thing. See you later, Chris. There you go. Thank you. And thanks, Monitor, for tuning in. Be good to each other. Stay safe. And we'll see you guys next time. And uh, awesome.